Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 326. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. Got some pretty good stuff to get to today. Uh, we're going to start off with the NBA. Yeah, we will. Um, only one series happened uh, in the past week, I believe, right? Uh, the Lakers already lost. Yeah, they've been out for like yeah. four yeah, weeks or something. We had mentioned that uh, on our last Tuesday podcast that the week prior, the, the a week to the day, uh, it was game one, and there was hope, and then uh, by Monday, uh, that yeah. series ended. And we had talked about, too, we should note that last Tuesday when we did this podcast, the Heat were up 3-0, and we said, looked like it was going to be done quickly. No team in the history of the NBA has ever come back down 3-0. And the Boston Celtics stormed back, tied the series at 3 Went back to Boston as eight-point favorite, so all of a sudden it looked like, wow, Boston's going to be in the NBA Finals. And then the Miami Heat ended up taking care of business and took care of business pretty handily. Uh, controlled pretty much the from like the two-minute, three-minute mark to go in the first quarter. They took the, the lead and never looked back and won easily. Uh, Jason Tatum had himself a little ankle injury in the first, like, first few possessions of the game, which... Uh, you know, all of us in here have uh, sprained our ankle at one time or the other, and it is painful. And especially to do what he does, uh, it kind of took him out, it looks like, a little bit earlier. And uh, But I don't know. Miami just played well. I mean, Jimmy Butler had a feeling he was going to come out. You know, he's playing some good defense. They were they just played good team basketball. Shot their threes well, while Boston, I think, started off like 0 for 10 or 0 for 12. And yeah. raised NBA. I mean, you're not going to win going 0 for 12 from 3 to start. You know, it's difficult, but... Boston's one of those teams where they've noted that when they shoot like over 40% as a team from three, they're, they're unstoppable, but they uh, didn't play very well. So we will have a Miami Heat and Denver Nuggets uh, NBA Finals. And it's, uh, as I think I saw that the Miami Heat are still, there's just still zero respect for the Heat. I think I saw that they're three to one odds or four to one odds still to win the series now. So Denver, a pretty big favorite, but uh, obviously that doesn't matter for Miami. They've been playing very good, but. Denver on the flip has had a long recovery. Uh, they haven't played since last Monday, so they're going on about, I think by the time, when is the first game? Thursday. Thursday. So by Thursday, it will have been almost about exactly 10 days since their last game. So they'll, uh, they'll be well rested and they get to be in Denver, so we'll see. Because, I mean, it's, it can go one way or the other. Either that rest is going to help them or it's going to hurt them. So yeah. we'll see if it's going to be I think I saw they were, they were over three to one favorites or something, so. Yeah, they're they're um, they're like eight point favorites in the game. So I mean, there's not much respect, and I, I could see that for game one because Denver, first off, hasn't even lost at home in the playoffs. I don't think, and they were one of the best home playoff. I mean, the, one of the best home teams. It's tough to play there. It's a good, energetic crowd. This is their first NBA final, so you know, game one, the crowd's going to be really stoked. They're well rested, while the Heat just had to play a battling series. Now you go up to the altitude. I really do think Denver will take care of business pretty easily, game one. And then after that, you know, hopefully Miami, just to make it, you know, a series can do something game two. And if not, but I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say because Denver looks really strong. And I think they, if they're, especially if they play the way they've been playing, they should have no problem taking care of business. But then on the flip side, you know, Miami's been playing well. And I'm assuming they're going to get Tyler Hero back. But I mean, 
even with or without Tyler Hero. I mean, they've been doing just fine. I mean, they couldn't have been in a better spot, you know, without him. I mean, this is the farthest they could have gotten so far. But, and, you know, Boston just in the playoffs, they just, I don't think they really just played as well as we thought. You know, they struggled. It took them six games to take out Atlanta, seven games against uh, Philly, and then seven games or against Miami after being down 3-0. And I saw something that said, if you were to bet against Boston on the money line on every single game this postseason, just a hundred bucks, you would have made $1,100 profit because Boston was a big favorite at home multiple times throughout the playoffs and lost multiple times. I know game one against Philly was a big one. They lost as like 10 point favorites. They lost, they ended up losing three games in the series in Boston, I believe, right? Against uh, Miami. And then they lost, I think, at least one at home against Atlanta as uh, pretty significant favorites as well. I think that was game five. So, yeah, they uh, didn't play very well at home this postseason. And, you know, when you're a number two seed, you got to play well at home. You did not. What are your guys' thoughts or anything on uh, the NBA Finals? Anything you, a team, a certain team you want to see win, who you think will win? Do you care? Uh, I don't know. I kind of want to see the Heat win just to keep Denver from ever having playoff championship ring but at the same time i like Jokic. um doesn't sound like it sean and nothing against denver either so i just want a good series i mean the i guess i'm bitter uh, or butthurt about the la one so i just want a good series and that's what we got from boston and miami kind of i mean some of those games were blowouts but uh white putting that ball back off of uh Smarts in and out missed three at the end of that game six. That was pretty rad. Mm-hmm. What about Couldn't you, believe it. Well, I want Denver to win. Um, they should win, but this Miami team has beaten all the teams that should have beaten them. So who knows what's going to happen? Um, like you said, hopefully it's not like a sweep or anything, but I think if we get six games, that's good. Yeah, yeah. that was another thing too that they noted was that uh, Miami. I believe it said that they are the first team in like NBA playoff uh, history that uh, to win three straight series as a underdog. They were plus seven fifty to beat the Bucks in the series, just the series. Then they were plus one forty against the Knicks, and then plus four hundred against the Celtics. And then I believe, like I said, they're around three to one against uh, the Nuggets. So they've been big dogs in every game, and yet they've uh, they've won every game. And the on the flip of that. The conference or NBA Finals teams to lose as minus 400 favorites. The Boston uh, Celtics were minus 550 to win the series going into game one against Miami. And the only two other teams in playoff history when it was the Eastern Finals or the NBA Finals that were bigger favorites to win the series going into game one was 2009. Cleveland Cavaliers were minus 700 in the Eastern Finals against Orlando. And then the 2004 Finals, the LA Lakers were minus 700 favorites versus the Detroit Pistons going into game one. Wow. Uh, so Boston joined some company there that's uh, not the company you want to be in. Uh, it's big favorites to blow a finals uh, series, whether it's East-West or the NBA finals. So, but yeah, I agree. I'm just kind of hoping for a, a good series, something to entertain us, you know. I'd be love to see a game seven that goes down to the final few seconds, like when Cleveland defeated Miami back in like 20, or not Miami, uh, Golden State back in like 20, 17 or whenever that 16. was 16 you know those are those are the fun things to watch we like seeing it go down to the wire like that yeah but i i have a i wouldn't be surprised though i say that but i would not be surprised if denver 
swept Miami. I mean, Denver is just good. I don't see, I don't just see, I just don't see Miami having an answer for Jokic. I don't think Adebayo is going to be the answer. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that too. That'll be a, a struggle, I think, uh, down low. Anything else with NBA or ah, shall we move on? Let's go to the uh, NHL. All right, we're going to go to the ice here for the other series. So going into uh, last Tuesday when we did this, uh, the Vegas Knights were up two games to zero on Dallas, but they were currently up 3-0 seven minutes into the game as we were recording. And then the other series was currently 3-0 with Florida being up on uh, uh, Carolina. And uh, Dallas, I mean, uh, Vegas did end up winning that game to go up 3-0. And then Florida ended up winning the next game on a very good game. Uh, they scored with, on a power play with four seconds to go in the game to break a 3-3 tie and to move on to the Stanley Cup Finals. And Dallas, Dallas tried. They, they made it a series. You know, Dallas ended up winning the next two, which was ironic because what I didn't know at the time when we were recording last week was that Dallas's captain had gotten ejected two minutes into the hockey game for a dirty cross check on a player when he was on the ice and jumped on him and hit him in the back of the head with a cross check. And then had, you know, said that he fell and he just happened to use his stick to, to balance himself. And it's, it's pretty bad because he clearly doesn't fall. I mean, he lunges towards the guy. Uh, so that was Jamie Ben, the defenseman for Dallas. And then ironically, Dallas ended up winning the next two games without him. And then he came back in game six at home and they just got annihilated yesterday. Vegas won six nothing to go on to the Stanley Cup for the second time since their existence in the 2017-2018 season. So, uh, and the ironic thing too, I found out in that is that in their five-year existence, they've had three head coaches also. Really? So I didn't know that either until I heard that today. So uh, somebody was saying uh, because the podcast I listened to, they're from Vegas, and they were saying, you know, we demand excellence here. <laughs> you know, we want a winning season or you're out. But. uh yeah, so I, I'm actually really excited for that playoffs. I'm definitely more excited for the hockey finals than the NBA one because Florida and Vegas, I like both these teams. I mean, it would be cool to see Vegas finally do it. And then Florida, you know, is a team that was an eight seed who was down three to one to Boston, who had the best record in the history of hockey for a regular season points and wins wise. And, you know, they've, they're a big underdog also. So they're here. I think it'll be a, a good series. Uh, or at least I'm hoping it's a good series. So, um, you know, I mean, do you guys find yourself watching the NHL playoffs? Like, do you go out of your way to turn it on or just if you're out somewhere and it's on or will it be any different because it's the Stanley Cup? Do you ever tune into that? They're going to be on different days than the NBA, I would assume. Yeah. Um, they start Saturday. Yeah, so that's Thursday, actually, yeah, Saturday. They might be the same day then. The NBA starts on Maybe it's NBA, sometimes they yeah. do weird in the finals where they give you like two days off. Yeah, let me, let me check that. Yeah, we're gonna quick, we're gonna but, let you guys uh, know really quickly here. Yeah, I think usually they try to be on different days. So yep, yep, the NBA yep. resumes yeah, they, on Sunday, June fourth. Yeah, so they won't they'll milk this as much as they can, and then they play Monday. Yeah. Well, also, so the NBA's on. Uh, what channel is the NBA games gonna be on? ABC. Yeah. Okay, that's and then Vegas will be on. Uh, and the hockey will be on TNT. And I believe this is the first year TNT's had the NHL. So pretty good for the TNT, you know, to get a lot of these playoff games for both. And then they get those, you know, Stanley Cup finals because it used to be on the NBC's like sports network, but that is no longer with them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Should be good. Yeah, I mean, we, we had kind of knew this was going to be the matchup last week. Yeah, we I mean, Dallas, Dallas made it interesting to make it 3-2 and then getting to go home. But yeah, Vegas, I, they weren't going to beat Vegas four times in a row with 
three with at least like two of the games being in Vegas. All right. Well, should we talk about some baseball? Yeah. Yeah, I just want to do another like update review of of the standings and then also like our over under picks and Ooh. who's who's outperforming everyone. So um uh I say we just start there and go with the the big overperformers right now cuz it kind of shows you who's who's doing well and uh, also who's doing poorly. Um Baltimore Orioles are surprisingly the number one overperformer so far this year. So the Orioles right now are 34 and 20, which is a great record, but only good enough for second place. Hmm. Uh, they were projected, or their over-under was only 76 and a half. They're on a 102 win pace right now. So um, they basically, if they go 500 the rest of the way, they definitely clear that 76. And they can go way under 500 and still clear that. Um, we both went over on them because I think we saw they're a young team. They had all these good prospects yeah, coming up. I think and- we both just agreed that we didn't like the, you know, they had a good season last year and a little bit of the disrespect, you know, they 76 and a half. I mean, I get it. I think part of the reason of that is it's a tough division. It's a division that has Tampa Bay, the Yankees and the Blue Jays. And I mean, we can note that that entire AL East is still above 500, which is pretty impressive considering mm-hmm. we're almost at 60 games. So here's what's impressive here. The AL East collectively is 49 wins better than their over under. So their, their pace. Yeah. So that's. They're the division that Vegas was off on. They're doing these over-under. Um, because the number two team that's overperformed the most is the Tampa Bay Rays. Best record in baseball. Still 39-17, 119 run differential. Uh, it's incredible. They took two out of three from the Dodgers this weekend. So they, oh, they played good two out teams, of three from too. Everybody. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just... <laughs> yeah, when they, they started off playing, uh, they had a pretty simple schedule, and they started off like 11-12-0. But then now they've definitely, you know, played some better teams. And uh, sad, sadly, we both said under on their 88 and a half wins. Uh, They're yeah. going to have that by the All-Star break. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, it's, that's you can't win them all. You can't win them all. Yeah, I think, I mean, they've been good for so long. It's like, oh, maybe they'll take a step back. Yeah, um, I agree. I, there was, I looked at their lineup, but I mean, they, hey, their coach is good. I mean, he, he knows how to manage that team very well, so I give him props for that. And then the, the next best overperformer, Texas Rangers. Uh, they were uh, projected for 82 and a half. They're on a 104 win pace. First place in the AOS, 34 and 19. Uh, they spent a lot of money over the last few years, and you can't even say that it's been paying off because uh, Jacob DeGrom has been <laughs> in that lineup. Corey Seager has been out for a while now. Um, they're just they're getting it done. And also, if I mean, I'm just going to take a guess here, but are they the biggest run differential also? Uh, they are, yes. Plus 128. That's impressive. You know, so, they've got. I mean, Semyon was a big free agent from last year. He's been mm, doing well. It's that Adelis Garcia. I think he leads the uh, major leagues in RBIs with 49. And he's got 14 dingers. I mean, but then it's other just random guys. You know, we got Jonah Heim. Robbie Grossman. Robbie Grossman. A buddy of mine played, uh, actually, funny story about Robbie Grossman. I'm not going to tell it right now, but a buddy of mine played with him and uh, they roomed together. I guess I'll tell it really quick. And they roomed together. And I guess he's a sleepwalker. And he said, my buddy said he woke up in the middle of the night and Robbie Grossman, this is out of a horror movie, had his like blanket like over him and was just staring at my buddy's sleep. And he said it was like, dude, like what the, and like, it was like the, he said like the freakiest thing he's ever like experienced. But yeah, just funny, fun fact for all you Robbie Grossman fans out there that are listening. Probably isn't much. Yeah. Unless we've got Texas listeners, you never know. So uh, after that, Arizona Dimebacks. I was wondering, I knew they were going to be top three here. 17 and a half above their pace. They're in second place just behind the Dodgers in the NLS. So 
another little turnaround there. But I think a lot of people were expecting them to be better this year, maybe competing for wild card. Um, but yeah, this has been and the funny season. thing about that is they're eight games above 500 and only a 13 run difference. Yeah, there's some there's some weird ones we'll get to, oh, yeah. uh, especially this division here. Yeah, I just was um, let's at just that. let's just talk about the division while we get there. Um, the the NL Central right now, uh, they're they're about in line. Or okay, they're neat. they are worse. They're five runs off their pace. That's about good. That's pretty good. Collect. Um, the St. Louis Cardinals were the projected winner. They are right now twenty games off that pace. They're projected right now, or on pace to only win seventy games. Um, they were they were thought to be the favorite in the division. They're in last place, but they have a plus six run differential. Uh, the Brewers are in first place, and they're basically where they're supposed to be. They have the second worst run differential in their division. Um, the Reds somehow we thought the Reds were going to be terrible. We both went under on sixty four and a half. I think that's still in play. Definitely. Oh, 100%. I mean, they, they, they won 24 easily. games. Yeah. But uh, I thought they'd be among the worst teams in sport, and they're a little overpaced. I mean, I guess they kind of are because the absolute worst team is really, really, really is historically going bad. Oh, yeah. We'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but I'm saying for the rest of the National League, I mean, 24 wins is pretty much at the bottom still. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I'm just. There's one team you just can't compete with. Yeah, <laughs> um, it just it's it's close to 500, and yeah, they're on pace for um, 74 wins. That's not bad. Um, the Pirates, they're about 500 so far this year. They're on pace for 13 more wins than their projection because they were projected to be pretty bad. Um, they had that hot start, but they've come back to earth. Yeah, that's that's we were really encouraged by. That. I think they had like nine out of ten games they won. Uh, but the weird team here, I think the weirdest team here, maybe is the Cubs who we both liked. We thought they can compete for the division even, I think. We both went over on 77.5. They're not expected to even get there right now, um, but they've had some good moments on this season. They're a plus five run differential on the on the year, yet are mm-hmm. seven games below 500. Yeah, the run differential stuff I always love because it's just so funny. Because it's like, I mean, we talked about it a lot this last football season with yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, it's just... There's, there's one that's really key here, um, and let's just Get to it. Another overperformer here, uh, the Miami Marlins, um, <laughs> on pace to win ten more games than they're, they're over under. They're two games over five hundred with a negative forty one run differential, which is insane. So if you want to know why, I'll show you. <laughs> they are fifteen and four in one run game. Wow. Uh, and I'll actually, I'm going to talk about this in the entertainment. Because about, you know, when we go over some, what we did over Memorial Day weekend, but I actually got to go to the Angel game and it was, a I could, I had some buddies in town, got invited in a suite actually. And so I'll talk about that and during the entertainment, but I went to a low scoring close game. And uh, one other thing I saw today too, actually about the Miami Marlins was that they actually lead the MLB right now in percentage for you uh, people listening that like to bet and like you do like little prop bets, uh, 65% of the time. Miami has not had a run scored whether in their first inning. So they've had no run scored in the first inning. That's a prop bet out there that a lot of people like to do for baseball is, will there be a run scored in the first inning? Yes or no. And the Marlins, uh, 66% of their games this year have not had a, either them or the opposing team score a run in the first inning. And I believe it was 0-0 at the end of the first today against San Diego. So uh, it's a little funny, a little thing about the Marlins. It just seems like they are uh, 
little pesky team. And I believe they still have the uh, hitting leader with uh, Arias. Yeah, last the I saw, from, uh, the Twins. Yeah, yeah, he was the batting champ last year, I believe, right? I for the Twins. So, yeah. And he's currently leading the baseball with the baseball. For the MLB with a 376 average, and the closest to him is Bo Bichette at 338. And then Elias Diaz, huh? Colorado catcher, 335. Really enjoying that uh, Colorado uh, air. All right, so we did, we did cover some of the big disappointments, but there are some other big ones here. Um, I'm going to save the worst for a little later, um, but also some really bad ones here. Chicago White Sox, 21 wins uh, off their over-under pace right now. Uh, that's really disappointing. This team is a mess. Uh, so much talent, so much promise from like a few years ago. They just haven't put it together. Um, continuing in that division, Kansas City Royals also a mess. They're on pace to only win 50 games. So they're they're 18 behind their over-under, and they were one of the lowest over-under. And that's really embarrassing. Can anyone top them? We will see. <laughs> uh, the Cleveland Guardians, the division winner last year, they're minus 14 off their pace. Um, which I'm really, I'm looking at this our over under stuff. I'm upset that I believed in the guardian. Okay. You said over and I said, under. all right, all right, all right. But the division as a whole, the AL central, which is our probably our least favorite. uh, That's where all the AL East wins are going. (laughs) (laughs) They're uh, collectively 43 wins uh, below their over right now. Um, The twins are the only team, or I guess the tigers are, are above They're They're competing for that division. Tigers the biggest above. Yeah, the Twins are going to win that division, I think. Oh, yeah. Probably the... not going to have too much competition. They're only two games up on Detroit right now. but I mean, Cleveland could come back. I mean, here's the thing. Baseball, it's all about what you do at the deadline, too. You know, you let these teams float around for a while. They go out and they try to get a pitcher. They try to get an extra bat. And then a lot of times you see it, you know, September yeah. and, or August and September get exciting after that trade deadline in July. Yeah, because uh, there's, there's cases of teams that were – uh, had a bad first couple months and then ended up being really good. The Phillies, I think, last year were below 500 until June, and they ended up uh, going to the World Series. Um, and they are trying to replicate that this year because they are also way below their pace. 12 wins off the off their 88 and a half win pace, and they're sitting in fourth place in that division. Tough division, but it's not where they hope to be. The Mets, similar thing, 14 and a half wins off that pace, projected to be one of the best teams. They are. Firmly behind the Atlanta Braves, who are keeping pace to what everyone expected, but they have a five-game lead over the Mets right now. Um, the Nationals, I think, are surprisingly not horrible. I mean, they're horrible, but right now they're actually ahead of that 16-and-a-half win pace, which is one of the worst over-under had. Um, covered the NL Central, the NL West. The big disappointment here is San Diego Padres, 93-and-a-half over-under. They're well below 500. Been been very bad. Um, I don't know. They spent a lot of money. They have good talent. Pitching hasn't been there. But it's still early enough for them to turn around 24 and 29. They, they're still in it. You see that a lot, though, I feel like sometimes. You get all these superstars that they all get their paid, and then it's like, you know, they've already made their money. And it's like not saying that, you know, they don't try to win. They obviously want to win still, but you're not really, like, you know, you don't have that burning desire i feel like as much you just see it a lot in sports i feel like especially in baseball because then you feel like baseball is such a tough mental sport that it's like you have to feel like okay i got this money i have to perform then all of a sudden you're not seeing the ball well and you're not hitting the home runs then you start getting in your head like why am i not hitting home runs and you just see guys going slumps all the time 
Yeah. But Manny Machado has done almost nothing. Tatis has been fine, but. Yeah, he had a couple big bombs this weekend, but. Yeah. Soto is just not the same. I mean, I guess he's, he's still still one of the best hitters. It's just you get no value out of the out of the field. But just, I don't know. Seems like he's not as exciting as he was with the Washington. Right. Um, but we have to save the worst for last year. Um, the Oakland Athletics, they're over-under coming into the season. 59 and a half. That is, like, absurdly and low. We both said under, which and we I both think said is under impressive. Because we were like, this team doesn't care about anything. And this was before they announced their, their planned move. They basically told their fans, fuck off. <laughs> um, they're on pace for 32 wins. Is that a, is, would that be a record? Yeah, I think the worst record is, like, 40. Um, I think they're going to do it. Yeah, because, like... <laughs> They're only they're getting so worse. Bad. They're only getting there, worse. There was a part this year where I think through like 20 games or something, like all five of their starters had an ERA over 10. Yeah. Like through the through each starter's first like two or three starts, they had an ERA over 10. I mean, let's just give you some numbers. So 11 and 45 is the record. Minus 194 <laughs> season already in run differential. Um, the next worst, I think it looks like minus 51 for the Colorado Rockies. Oh, no. Kansas City Royals minus 69. Cool there for them. Um, but yeah. <laughs> More than more than double, more than almost three times as many. Um, they are just so hopeless. And they, this is the true major major league situation. They are not trying to win a game. Uh, the owner hates everyone, and it's a, it's a horrible situation. They didn't. They went like I think twenty straight games without winning in uh, nine innings. Their only win was an extra inning game. And that's really hard to do in baseball. I mean, you see here. They beat the Braves yesterday. So the Braves are one of the best teams. So the funny thing about that, too, is I've listened to this one guy that talks about betting against the teams that play the Sunday night baseball game and then have to travel. And he said he actually was on the A's because of the fact that he just believes in that strategy so much of whoever the road team is in the Sunday night baseball game, if they play on Monday and they, you know, they have to travel to bet against them just because of the Sunday night hangover. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it was a later game, obviously, because they were in Oakland, but it's like still, I mean, maybe there is some little bit of truth to that. But uh, regardless, hey, but at least Matt Olson got to hit a home run back in Oakland. But he was very happy he's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's so bad. I think, yeah. think loreno has got to go, I think. I mean, even though he's not doing that well, I mean, it's like he's been one of those guys that's been there since the beginning. Yeah, this, I mean, this is their, their best young player here. And he's got, he like leads the league in stolen bases too. Asturi yeah. Ruiz. Yeah, there was a weird thing about how, uh, you know, stolen bases are way up this year. Oh, yeah. The rule changes and stuff. <laughs> They're talking about Acuna could possibly be the first ever 40 60 guy. Um, but Which I saw something a lot of the cheap teams are the ones leading the league in stolen bases. And it's like, is there a strategy that they're doing? I don't know. Thing. I just think this guy gets on base and knows nobody's going to drive him in, so he's got to get there himself by just running around. He gets on first base, he knows he ain't getting br- driven in, so he's got to try to steal second, then steal third. But, yeah. Yeah, that's our, our baseball update. Can yeah. we uh, look really quickly at our, because I saw you had it on here, our, uh, what our, how our predictions for MVP and stuff are looking? Because I know my Cy Young oh, prediction is already to the shitter. Yeah. Mine. So, right here, we had our... Uh, our predictions for AL MVP, I had Mike Trout, you had Bregman. I mm-hmm. don't know if Bregman's up there. Trout isn't doing the best either. So I'm not sure either of us as at the moment. I would say right now, the best guy for AL MVP could be Bo Bichette, possibly. It looks like Wander Franco's leading in ESPN's war. He's on the best 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Bichette with a 376 average. Pretty nice. Uh, yeah, I don't see Bregman. Here. Yeah, Trout either. And then in the National League, I said Trey Turner, Andy said Mookie Betts, and if I'm not mistaken, it looks like uh, Acuna is who I've heard is the favorite right now. And I think because they're factoring in his stolen bases also with the fact that he's got a 330 batting average. Not quite sure how many uh, home runs he has or anything right now, but Acuna, 11 home runs, 30 RBIs. He's got the best war. Uh, I know he's up there in stolen bases with 22. So right now, yeah, Acuna is the favorite, which ironically, it looks like Freddie Freeman's got the second best war, uh, you know, old teammate. And for the AL Cy Young, I said Alex Manoa, who I already know is getting shelled. And Andy said Garrett Cole, who I believe actually... That's looking good. He is one of the favorites right now to win uh, Cy Young. Yeah, so, let's see. Yeah, he's... Uh, 293. So right now, I would say the leader is probably Shane McClanahan with an 8-0 record yeah. and a 1.97 ERA. Uh, that's probably the favorite at the moment, but Garrett Cole, definitely a chance to do that. Uh, and then for NL Cy Young, you said Max Freed. Um, I, I cursed him. He immediately got hurt. Yeah. Well, I one, said so. Scherzer who also has been hurt when, uh, looks like we, uh, I know, uh, Scherzer's Spencer like Strider's up there for a potential guy, but Marcus Stroman doing pretty well so far this year. Uh, Bryce Elder. I can't believe we missed out on that. <laughs> Uh, same with uh, all these guys, honestly. Logan Webb, Josiah Gray. I mean, uh, it's a long season. It is a long season. Yeah. I mean, Justin Steele. I mean, the Cubs have two pitchers in the top seven, and they're eight games under I mean, 500. Like Dustin May's not going to win the Seahawks. He's out for. Yeah. But it's kind of funny. You see, like, the Cubs have two top pitchers, it looks like, and yet they're seven games under 500. I mean, they got two pitchers with sub three ERAs that are in the top 10 in the war. Uh, and yeah, they're struggling. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, Evaldi. Yeah, Evaldi, I know how 74 to. 74 innings pitched already. Yeah, it's 7 and 2 record, the 2.42 ERA for uh, Evaldi. But uh, yeah, well, long season. That's what's exciting about it. Plenty of ball to be uh, played still. All right, well, I think that'll wrap up episode 326 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thanks for listening. See you later.